Hey there, Disky Chicks fans. Before we get started with today's podcast, I wanted to tell you about a special opportunity for you to become the DISC expert in your organization. Would you like to deliver DISC debriefs with ease, facilitate coaching sessions and teaming sessions with confidence, and elevate your stature as the go-to person for all things DISC? Join us for our live advanced DISC certification training coming up in early January 2022. This is a live small group class delivered in four two-hour sessions during the first two weeks of January. Please go to DiskyChicks.com for more information. And don't wait because the December 17th registration deadline is coming up quickly. Oh, and one more thing, since you're a Disky Chicks podcast listener, enter the promotion code DCP123 to get $150 off the registration fee as a thank you from us to you. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Disky Chicks podcast. For business leaders, HR directors, coaches, and those interested in learning how to use the DISC assessment to grow self-awareness, improve communications, and develop leaders and teams. Please welcome your hosts, business coaches Martha Fourlines and Cindy Jacoby. They are loud and proud about all things DISC. Hi, I'm Cindy Jacoby, Chief Engagement Officer for BizHelp Consulting. I work with companies and teams to improve their effectiveness by improving their hiring and their communication skills. I use DISC to help teams better understand each other and how to work better together and how to choose the right candidate for the job. I also offer certification classes so anyone can comfortably deliver and debrief the DISC assessment to their employees or clients. And by the way, in DISC language, I'm a high influencer and low compliant, meaning I like to talk and influence and I'm not great with rules or details. Martha, how about you? Hey, I'm Martha Forlines, owner of my leadership development and coaching business belief system institute. I work with business leaders and entrepreneurs to help them solve what I lovingly call their pesky people problems. One of the most complicated challenges for leaders has to do with the people and relationship issues in their businesses, be that the employees, vendors, and let's not forget the customers. The assessments Cindy and I talk about in our podcasts are essential in finding solutions that enable leaders to be more successful in business than they ever, ever thought they could be. So together, we are the Disky Chicks. If you need a little background on DISC, listen to one of our earlier episodes, and you can find those on DiskyChicks.com. In the midst of chaos, there's also opportunity. Soon, suh. New beginnings are a chance to make things right and make things better. So heading back to work may feel like chaos, but try not to look at it that way. You now have the advantage of having taken a step back so you can now approach your work with a fresh perspective. Look at this as an opportunity to improve systems and processes and build a stronger team. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, 
Cindy. Yeah, Martha, that was from a blog that I was reading. The blog um, by Shane Shirley. So I thought that was perfect for what we were doing. Thanks so much for reading those quotes to us, especially as so many of our clients are going through this reboarding process. But we're kicking off season three of the Disky Chicks podcast, and we're going to be sharing with you some ideas and some ways that the DISC assessment can help you in your reboarding of your employees. So maybe we should talk about what reboarding even means. I think people are pretty familiar with the idea of onboarding, which is kind of like orientation for new employees, but reboarding has a little bit different take on it because reboarding assumes that the employee has been there before, just like right. if you are reboarding your cruise ship when you when you got off at the port to go into the town, you reboard, you've been there before, you don't need to go through everything again. Right. But you do, if you've been gone for a long time, you might need a little more orientation and remembering what's where. So reboarding is talking about employees who've been in the company and have left the company either to work remotely, or maybe they've been laid off and they're coming back in, but people are starting to come back more and more offices are opening and it's, it's an exciting time, but we can't just unlock the doors after a year or a year and a half and expect it to go smoothly. So we wanted to talk about reboarding today. What do you do with those, with those employees? Right. And Cindy, I was, sharing earlier about the fact that so many of my clients have new employees that started during COVID and they're meeting them, literally meeting them for the first time. Some, um, some of them are having some fun with this, uh, which I love that. They're putting their first day in together with their coworkers and then going out for happy hour or going out for dinner and just really trying to get that social aspect back into the relationship because they've all been isolated for so long. So why now, Martha? Why do you think people are all kind of starting to go back now? I think everybody was waiting to see the effectiveness of the vaccines. And is it safe enough? I mean, you know, employee safety is number one. So they really wanted to see that. And of course, we've got this little variant problem going on right now that those that have already started back are continuing. But those that were putting plans together for September are kind of uh, taking their time and going, well, maybe we need to double check this maybe third week of August, are those numbers coming back down? And will it be safe for people to be around one another without masks? So, I, I, and, you know, the fact of the matter, a lot of these businesses have invested in the brick and mortar or have long-term leases with this property, and they want to make sure it's getting used. And there's some level of normalcy again for people right. to be able to work together as a team and to collaborate. And, you know, I know all the listeners don't know, but every time you put a new member on your team, the dynamics shift and you start all the way back to the forming, storming, norming process with your team. And a lot of my clients go, oh, 
seriously? And I'm going, yeah. Let's start all over. Yeah, start all over. Well, I think the difference nowadays too is, you know, when we first went into hibernation, um, we were waiting around for a vaccine to be developed, you know, and so we really didn't have a choice that we have now. Mm -hmm. And I think people now have, I think, feel more empowered to take matters into their own hand if they feel comfortable being vaccinated and want to go to work, then um, they feel like that's a safe place to go. And those who don't, can still do things from, from a step back or maybe even telework. But I think having that option is something we did not have before. And so those who want to open up, I think, feel more empowered to do that. And more and more employers are calling their folks Absolutely. Absolutely. So some of the things that we were talking about in preparation for uh, the recording today is, you know, what can you be doing at, to prepare your employees to come back and what can you be doing once they actually get back in the office? As Disky Chicks, we want to make sure that you can use all the resources that you have. And so for you know, our clients and others who use the DISC assessment and other assessments, this is a great time to dust those off if, God forbid, you've had them in a, in a drawer somewhere. But as you know, managers are bringing their employees back into the office and you resume those one-on-ones, which hopefully you know, you've been doing this whole time, but the one-on-one is a great time to go through that employee's report and looking at the different styles and seeing what's going to change for them. Those high eyes, for instance, are probably really excited to be back to work because they get to be around other people. It was hard to be isolated as an eye. And every style has a different take on what it's going to be like for coming back to work. So it's smart for a manager to reacquaint themselves with each individual employee and what they might be experiencing as they go back to work. And don't just assume because they're high eye, they'll be happy. They could be being very social back, back at home. So it might be worth having a conversation too with um, what's going to change for you and, and help people know what to expect. Right, expect. right. And from talking with a number of my clients, I'm getting mixed reviews from for those that have gone back to the office, that there is this psychological impact that has happened with people working from home and getting their job done just really, really well. Now they're going to have to get back in their car and commute to the office. They're not all that happy about that. Employers need to be listening to what people are having to say and accommodate where you can. Just as an example, if the employee spends some time in the field, they're not just a full-time office worker, then they're saying, okay, well, you need to be in the office just a couple of days a week. But then if it is you know, an employee that typically is in the office all the time, they're saying, well, you need to be in for three days a week and then you can work from home on Monday and Friday. Everybody's really kind of listening to their people, which is very important and accommodate where it makes sense to accommodate it. Because at the end of the day, they're coming in to take care of customers and the business is out there to make money. So 
what, right. what, what do we need to do to make sure that all of that is still happening? Cindy mentioned in her prelude about looking at processes differently and how can we do things more effectively and more efficiently. Collaborating with your teammates in person again can be a great enabler for coming up with these ideas and recommendations of getting those efficiencies and and productivity that they're looking for. Because even one of my clients launched a new enterprise-wide IT solution during COVID. It was a priority and it happened and it wasn't the most beautiful thing, but they're working through all the hitches and they're giddy up at this point. Well, I think it's a good time for, for managers to stop and think about What did get put in place because of COVID? Was it Zoom meetings? Was it other kinds of Slack or chats or some new normal to deal with that situation? And what's going to stay the same and what's going to change? And and some of that will may, may morph by itself, but I think a smart leader is going to think through that and keep what worked and get back to that human interaction. Because I read an article and it talked about employees saying how much better they are and how much more productive they are from home. But when they really looked at it, some of that was they just liked being at home and they felt more productive. And it wasn't necessarily by the numbers were they more productive. So I think before you blindly ask your employee, are they more productive? Really look at those measurables. I think having Mm -hmm. those goals and having those KPIs are really important to prove were they really more productive or do they just feel more comfortable being at home? And there's a, there's a big difference. Absolutely. Some more advantages of being, you know, in the workplace, especially for these new employees is just literally being in the same room as other people overhearing work conversations and know um, how to anticipate things. My sweet niece graduated from college during last May during COVID and was hired and never, ever got to meet her boss, never set foot into the office. She was so isolated and so alone. And I think that that company did a terrible job onboarding her and engaging her and as her aunt and as a management consultant, I wanted so badly to get the boss's info and call them and say, you know, you're doing a terrible job. And, you know, sure enough, she left after a year because she just was not getting fulfilled. Um, And so not everybody has done a really good job with that. There's a big benefit to being in the office meeting your colleagues and knowing what's going on. Right. And and another strategy that I've seen as well is we need you in the office two days a week, minimally just to collaborate and to problem solve and to ideate and that kind of thing. So that those two days typically are filled with meetings. And then while they're at home, they can get all the other stuff done that they didn't get done because they were collaborating in the meetings. But I think that as long as it's purpose driven and the leaders are being flexible with it, then it's all going to be fine. It's going to be just fine. Yeah. And the other thing that Cindy and I shared uh, in terms of what's happening for us and our business right now, because people are coming back to work, I'm getting more requests and she is too for teaming sessions, because just like I said a minute ago, 
you're starting all over every time you have a new player on the team. What does that mean? And what it means is for us is we're using the DISC behaviors and the driving forces, the motivators tools in these uh, teaming sessions that we're conducting. The big picture of where the team falls on the disc wheel and where their motivators are is always something that people are just so happy to see. That's their favorite part. Just show us the the plotted wheel where everybody is. And I want to see where my dot is compared to everybody else. And oh, well, no wonder, you know, we get into it with each other. Our styles are just so polar opposite. But, and again, we're teaching them communication skills and ways to adapt so that they have productive conversations. So, so that's just really a, a great way to reboard and to rebond with the team members, because as you know, and we've said in some of the other uh, podcasts that we've had, the ideal team has every behavior style represented on that wheel. What that does is that enriches the problem-solving process, it enriches the ideation process, and just really helps people to understand each other and to communicate more effectively. And the boss can sit back and just let them do their thing. It doesn't create more conflict because everybody's different? Well, not when they learn how to adapt and how to communicate more effectively with one. So they've got got to get both parts of that, right? As a part of the training. That's been been an interesting phenomenon as well. We've both worked with teams, either it's a law office or an accounting office or, you know, some kind of professional group where it, it might require a similar DISC profile to be good at their jobs. And so sometimes you don't have that variation on a team. And sometimes they're kind of happy about that, as you've experienced. No. But, you know, we always pose the question, you know, what are you missing when you don't have somebody who challenges other people? Or what do you have when you don't have somebody that can slow down and be more methodical and be more right. analytical and keep you, you know, between the lines and out of the weeds? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Cindy loved the story I told. We um, had a business unit uh, team and there were the um, regional managers managers who were out in the field and they had that uh, more uh, extroverted DIID type profile. And then we brought the accounting team that supports them in. And when I put the, the group wheel up, where there was a complete void with the regional managers, it got taken up by the accounting group because they were mostly compliance and studies. So that, so that they, right. together as a business unit, they had the full team wheel completely wrapped around. And I told the accounting team, I said, well, it looks like we need to hire a D on this team. And they went, oh no, there is no way we do not want a D on our team. Right. They might be rocking the boat, but you also pointed out they, they are in a support role. And so, yes, you're going to see more of the same styles by department, which can work beautifully together if, if they communicate well together and they understand the roles. We've had our virtual teams. We're talking about bringing everybody back to work. 
but in all likelihood, I think we're, we'll probably see some ongoing hybrid yes. teams. And so what do you think our audience, Martha, needs to you know, yeah. keep in mind when you have a hybrid team and some people in the office and some people yeah. away? I mean, the advice is, is really pretty much the same that include them, everybody in the reboarding process, whatever reboarding efforts you're making, don't say, well, they're at home. They don't need to be a part of this because the, the fact of the matter is the team still needs to be communicating well together. They need to be collaborating when they get to sticky situations in the business and problem solving. They need to be treated like they are just a normal part of the team. And, and, you know, what happens, though, that I've already been hearing a little bit about is with the hybrid teams is sometimes the people that are coming to the office are representing the, are resenting those people that are able to stay at home and vice versa. Then you've got some conflict resolution that needs to be done by the manager to make sure that people just buy into, you, you know, we've got a job to do. And this is what we need from each of you respectively. And I've run into almost the opposite with people. They don't want to disturb somebody who's working at home. (laughs) It's like, no, no, they're not on vacation. And I think you just sometimes, especially early on when we were just starting to have some virtual employees that you, we were just, it, it was hard for us to remember that, no, they are still working eight hours right. a day. And now granted, I think when you do work from home, you do have some flexibility that you don't have when you're there, but it's certainly not disturbing somebody when, you know, when they're working from home. And I think the lesson here is over-communicate, over-communicate with everything Absolutely. going on. People shouldn't feel left out because they're not in the office and didn't get to yeah. over here. I mean, that's going to happen just by not being there. But um, regular meetings, regular one-on-ones you should have no matter where your team members are. Um, the managers should be having right. those with their... And with one their of the folks. other things that we, we talked about as well was around employee development. And if anything, with my clients, I have seen a lot of investment that managers have made during COVID in their employees And it was, boy, you know, we can't be together. We can't, you know, we're just restricted at this stage of the game. I don't want to lose people. So I want to invest in them. And that has been a a very successful retention tool from my observation that has been going on. So if you have the hybrid and you have some in the office and some at home, don't um, cut short what you should be doing in terms of investing in your people for their growth and their development. Yeah. I've had several manager training classes that have been really successful because they, they have invested in those managers and we've had the time to do it. And we've had the technology now everyone's very comfortable with zoom, even if I can't be there um, or they're, they're all zooming in from home. So, but I think, you know, as we kind of wrap up, we want to remind you, when everyone's coming back to the office, make some time to catch up, you know, have some breakfasts together, have some time to share with your, either the whole company or with the team, depending on your situation, celebrate, like Martha said, these folks are going out afterwards and, 
um, having some together time and don't forget to share whatever the new technology is and whether it's enterprise ride or wise or how things are going to change because of what we have learned and perfected during, during COVID. Absolutely. I don't have anything else. Thanks for joining us today. We're glad to be back from vacay. Yeah, we had a nice summer vacation. So it's back to work for us too, whether we're virtual or not. So remember, we still have the Disky Chicks website, diskychicks.com. I would love to announce that we have a certification training. So if you are interested in being your go-to person for DISC, we've got a certification class coming up later in August. All that information is going to be listed on our website, August 26th. There's a three-hour class uh, in the morning, Eastern time, 8 to 11. And then the second class will be the following Tuesday, which is August 31st from 8 to 11. And it's an advanced DISC course at the conclusion of it, if you would like to sit for the certification exam and get your get your letters, your certification letters afterwards, you can, or you can just want to learn the material, but there's that option as well. So there'll be information on that hopefully soon on diskychicks.com, but you can also find it on bizhelpconsulting.com. And we'd love to have you in the class. Excellent. All right. Welcome back and we'll see you next week. Thanks to all of you continuous learners for listening in with Cindy and me today. We are passionate about the power of the DISC behavior assessment, and we love bringing it to you and your clients. We invite you to visit our website at diskychicks.com. There you will find a link to all of our podcasts, and you can listen to previous episodes and subscribe. Also on our website, you can try a DISC assessment for yourself. Just click the link, take the short assessment, and we'll quickly send you the results. Also, check us out as well on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to hear from you. See you next week on the Disky Chicks podcast. Thank you for listening to the Disky Chicks podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. To learn more or start a conversation with Cindy and Martha, visit the Disky Chicks Podcast Facebook page.